Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the One Up podcast. In this one, we're doing our probably the biggest show of the year, maybe, maybe second if the uh, game awards start becoming bigger than some people expect. But for now, biggest one of the year. It's our E three preview, and joining me as ever is my partner in crime, is Carl. How are you doing, my man? It's been a while after we keep promising to do shows regularly. <laughs> it has indeed i know it's, it's kind of come a running gag that we, we we promise we'll do them and then we don't but i'm sure now as the football's kind of winding down and, and guy gets his summer holidays from from ai we'll 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 squeeze a lot more of these in especially with the what's to come as as we're going to, to get on to but you know i'm that aside i'm i'm good guy i can't can't really complain how about yourself oh just very good very good i mean yeah the football takes up quite a lot of time even if you're not a podcaster and recorder and all that crap that i do it's it's it just it kind of just takes over your life doesn't it especially when we're fighting on two fronts with uh, the champions league yet to come um but yeah i mean we normally do it at the end of the end of the show with what we're playing and stuff but what what have you been up to whilst we've been away yeah, I've played it for a bit. I, I finally finished off um, Ark, uh, Twilight of the Spirits, which the, the PS2 classic that I, I think I'd mentioned on the last two shows. I've been kind of plugging away at it for months, but I finished that off, got the Platinum. I finally went back to playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, pl- finished and Platinum that as well. I think my uh, game time clock was over 140 hours at the end. Now, maybe some of that would have been kind of idle time, but still, like, it shows you how big the game is. A um, little disappointed with the ending. You know, don't, don't want to spoil anything for people who are probably still plugging away at it, but a li- little disappointed with the, the ending. But all in all, it was a, a solid game that I, that I enjoyed my time with. 
and kind of following finishing that and obviously arc before being kind of two very long games are kind of messing around with a few kind of palette cleansers as i like to call them um i got the the quiet man for 750 in the psn sale and it's gloriously shit just just as i expected i mean it's it's like a a bad action movie kind of mashed with a budget ps2 title now it doesn't look like a budget ps2 game but it, it plays like a budget ps2 game um, and I suppose in some ways it does look like one in the, the way that you, you fight the same three or four thugs for the entirety of the game over and over again. So there's that. That that, that does remind you of the old days of the, the PS2 or, or even earlier, something like Streets or Age on the, the, the Mega Drive. Um, but, I, but I had fun with that. I also played through Tacoma, you know, which was a good indie title, and Old Man's Tale, which was of a, a unique little indie title you kind of finish in a couple hours easy platinum for anyone who's into that kind of thing but so yeah i've, I've actually played quite a bit since we we last spoke how about yourself going literally the opposite of you <laughs> i have not played much at all i mean i i've loaded up civ again civilization six I, I, I played that on the switch and uh one of my mates recently got a gaming laptop and he wanted to play that with me um so my uh, mac has been <laughs> nearly blowing up uh, because it's not made for that but I, I've, I've done a few games on civ um and then over the nights just playing well i keep promising i'll finish the goddamn witcher and i don't get well i have time now but yeah, just being lazy. I need to get round to it. But um, yeah, over the night, just playing Call of Duty Blackout because they got they got a new map which is more fun. Um, than the big map it's more close quarters and you have multiple lives and stuff. So yeah, I've just been playing Alcatraz on Call of Duty. But other than that, not really too much. But I did get Game Pass and I'm gonna try and give um Hellblade a go um to test out uh, Ninja Theory stuff before well i hope they'll be announcing stuff in the show to come um but yeah i've not played too much but uh yeah no no i'll need i'll need to finish uh need to finish the witcher and probably finish assassin's creed as well but yeah it sounds like a bit of a slog <laughs> um but we'll see we'll see i'll definitely need to finish the witcher i'm nearly done with that nearly uh done I'd say that's a good kind of E3 game. You know, I always like to have kind of a game going during E3 and then between kind of fitting the press conferences in, just, just play that game. And I find it because whatever about watching the press conference and that seems to just kind of make you want to play games. So it's kind of an extra motivation, an extra driver. So you might find yourself finishing Witcher 3 during that uh, that kind of week. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, please. I Figures if I if I finish it I'll probably end up bloody starting it again. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, but no, I will. I will. Promised it on the last one, but I will finish The Witcher before we review E three. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's why we're here with E three. Um, and we thought it'd be best to start with the um the big lad that isn't at E three. And doesn't really have anything planned at the minute on on E3 week, or some of them aren't there, but they are planning events elsewhere. But um, yeah, Carl, sorry. I mean, 
we, I think we discussed um, when the news broke over months ago, maybe over a year ago, that Sony weren't going to do E3 this year, and uh, and we speculated why and, and so on. But what 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 are your thoughts on them not doing E3? You know, I thought at the, the time, obviously, back in November when they came out with the, the statements, I mean, it, it 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 kind of suggested a few things to me. You know, obviously, firstly, obviously, they're in a position where they're ahead. They don't really need to, to be coming out and setting trends and kind of pushing the agenda because they they have such a big lead over the other two. And secondly, it, it seemed to suggest that they, they don't have too much left in the tank for this generation and, and they're not yet ready to, to delve into the to the next generation. I mean, they've already kind of blown out on their, their big remaining titles for the, the PS4 and who knows if they'll even all come into to the PS4 at this point. But in obviously The Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding, walking simulator <laughs> um but uh like and that that is the one i'd, I'd somewhat have my doubts of it's going to end up being a ps4 title and, and possibly a, rather be a, a ps5 title but um i mean it, it's it made sense for sony of course it's disappointed for the disappointing for the gamers because we've been used to having sony at e3 every year since since basically sony started doing video games so that this will be a first and obviously that there'll be a big miss, especially because for many of the years, they're the, the company that comes out on top. Last year obviously was a little bit of a disappointment. You know, they, they focused on those three specific titles. And, you know, although it's great to see those titles, it was just the way it was done and with the little kind of almost sports center pieces in between with kind of smaller announcements. It just, it had no real flow and it just... It almost felt pointless. And I mean, it, based on the format that show took, I mean, it was no surprise then when Sony announced earlier in the year that they're now doing these state of plays, which will kind of take a smaller or, or more focused look at, at certain titles. And, you know, we've had two of those already. And I mean, what really, a lot of people had the theory that we were going to get one of these state of plays in early June and that it might even contain some information in regards to The Last of Us 2. But I think they've kind of poured cold water on that by having had one just last week uh, on on the 9th, which um, obviously was a little underwhelming. It wasn't quite the pre-E3 blowout that, that we expected. I mean, did, did you catch it, Guy? No. Um, I mean, it, obviously, I don't really play it. My PlayStation as much as well. I play. I play it when stuff comes out. I want to play, but I'd rather play everything else on Xbox. Really, so I've not really dusted it off since I finished. I can't remember what I finished first between Spider Man and God of War, but whatever it was, it was one of them. Um, but yeah, that's. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I mean, I remember you telling me you and Neil telling me about the first one when it was. Mainly just stuff about VR. I think Iron Man was the first one, if I remember correctly. So, I just it didn't really interest me that much. And the fact that, I mean, it, they're not really building them up that much to be to be something big. And I think the first few have pretty much confirmed that. And if they're not planning something on E3 week, maybe 
as you as you said, they don't they just don't have anything to release at the minute. And um, the Last of Us Two, seemingly the closest out of the ones at um, last year's E three, seems to be the closest one to release. If that's not this year, maybe it's released at the game or advertised at the Game of Year Awards. I think that was in December, so they might do that, or they might just do as a do a big event on its own. Um, but I mean, you could probably release an advert the week before it comes out, and The Last of Us Two would sell like hotcakes. So maybe maybe we're just trying to build up Sony to have a huge release for a game when. It's probably a game that doesn't really need it. I mean, maybe the unknown games like Ghost of Tsushima, Walking Simulator 3000, maybe they're the ones that need the big release, whereas Last of Us just sells itself, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't entirely kind of rule out Sony dropping, you know, maybe a dedicated state of play to uh, Last of Us Part 2 in, in June on the week of E3 and, and maybe not really building it up beforehand and just sort of announcing it the day of and dropping it. You know, it, it could it, it's a move that would make sense. But at the same time, I'm not um, so sure we're going to see The Last of Us 2 this year. So maybe doing that later in the year makes more sense or, or even possibly waiting until PSX if, if they're going to bring that back this year, which they may well do. Um, so I, I, it, it's in one way, as I said, it's surprising that Sony will have no E3 activity at all. But then on the other, it isn't because they, they just don't really need it. And, and of course, kind of E3 is kind of, changing from from what it used to be you know it feels like that the big press conferences and the the big kind of stage presences aren't as important you know to to these publishers and um console manufacturers as they once were but it, you know again it is still disappointing for us because you know traditionally we've we've been used to having all these companies do a show every every year and, and kind of have some announcements to 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 trill and excite and we're just not going to have it but i think for me the i i just i to, to a degree i thought sony was kind of just you know obviously they weren't going to be there and they weren't going to do a press conference but i thought they'd still kind of do be be involved but uh, i think kind of the the final nail in the coffin then was they when they bizarrely announced the next PlayStation in an exclusive in interview at Wired magazine uh, last month. You know, it seems so strange to just have Mark Cerny giving like kind of a, an interview and demonstration to a journalist as to, to what the next generation PlayStation is going to do. Yeah. I mean, that was, it was quite strange. I mean, <laughs> it just came out of the blue really, didn't it? That, that's the strangest thing. Normally, with any big sort of news, it is kind of built up and built up and built up. I mean, as we mentioned um, uh, with Last of Us and stuff like that, but with with a console especially, I mean, it's very basic information. It's not like a full reveal that that he, that he got, but even just murmurings of it, it's just kind of weird that I can't. I think it was in April. Yes, it was in April. Um, it it just kind of came out of the blue. I mean. Sony, as we mentioned, and you mentioned that Sony are in, they're in the place of power in in this generation. It's not, it's not close. It, it, they could, they could probably take a couple of years off. 
they could probably just release Quiet Man two, three, and four. It's <laughs> still that will sell more stuff, but um, it 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 is a bit it is a bit strange that they've kind of well we're only speculating, but it just kind of seems strange that they've let's say it, they've fucked off this gen for now. I mean, you're you're the predominant Sony player on 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 this podcast. I mean, is that kind of not a worry, but is that kind of just a strange feeling to you that Sony have kind of we, we don't know how long this gen will last for, but seemingly if it's another year, maybe two years, is it is it just strange? You, this is from an outsider's perspective, I suppose. But do you feel they've kind of fucked it off? Yeah, it it does kind of have that feeling, which is it, it is strange because. I don't, uh, to, to my like kind of knowledge, I, I can't remember this happening before where, especially from a, a console in a winning position, maybe when you're in a losing position, they kind of jump ship and move on to the next thing. But especially in a winning position, usually, you know, the, the console companies will, will try to hammer that home, but it, it seems like Sony are satisfied with where they're at. They they know that the PS4 is going to continue to sell they know they still have a couple of things, you know, in the pipeline, like like Last of Us and and Ghost of Tsushima, quite possibly, and you know they're satisfied with that and they're just happy to to work on the next thing in the background. Like, it, but it, it's it's just quite strange, you know. It, it does feel like they're kind of they they're almost saying we've played our hand. Go on, Microsoft, show us what you've got, and then they'll hit back with their their counter move, you know, in next year or, or later this year possibly um which it's a risky move in one way because it it, it gives microsoft this the opportunity as I'm, we're, we're obviously going to discuss to to completely dominate e3 because the, the path is completely clear but at the same time it, it means that sony can counter anything microsoft do you know, they they get to see what Microsoft's have in the pipeline first, which obviously is is an advantage in in that sense. So, it, it is an interesting move from from Sony in in regards to to the kind of step to take. Because I'm sure if they wanted to, they could have done an E3 show. They could have given a little bit more on the next console. They could have shown more of The Last of Us. That you know, they they had definitely things to show, but they've obviously decided to to hold off on that for for because they they on balance think that's the the sounder decision for them yeah yeah i mean it's quite strange i mean you made you made a good point there about how um the winning position normally hammering it home but i mean we t- i think we talked on one of our most recent shows about the next development of um of consoles i mean we reviewed the uh, google thing which was painful <laughs> uh but that that might be the next um, or maybe the one after generation of gaming where it's all streaming and stuff. I mean, we'll touch on that when we do the Microsoft thing. But it, it, do you reckon it is just Sony waiting waiting it out? I mean, maybe not even Microsoft because they do have to think about what the next evolution of gaming is because it might not even be PlayStation v Xbox v Nintendo. We've got Google coming in. We've got... Um, well, it's it's mainly it's mainly what um, we're gonna do with streaming services like Stadia and um, Pro- is it Project X. I can't remember what the hell it's called because I don't care. But yeah, Project Project X Cloud. So I mean, do you think 
that's what Sony's waiting for because obviously they have um, PS now, which is kind of a bit of a failure. But do you think they may have to wait and see to develop that more? I'm sure they are developing it more because it seems to be the natural future for gaming. But do, is it just wait and see and see what the crack is with PS now? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, the when you look at Sony's history of of bringing out consoles, their their biggest triumphs have been when they've they've been on the counter. You know, when like PlayStation won the famous two ninety nine speech, you know, to to blow Sega Saturn out of the water in in terms of price, or obviously with the PlayStation four, you know, when Microsoft had the the um, always on and you know the 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 connect and all these features that people weren't happy with at all and then sony just came straight out and we're all like yeah we're all about the games and we're you know i think when they've played on the counter it's it's always worked to their strength whereas sometimes when they've developed things in a vacuum like for example the ps3 almost felt like it had been developed in a vacuum um they don't fare so well you know, it, it didn't have a great kind of UI and it, you know, that it was notoriously difficult to develop for because of the, the infrastructure of the console. So I think it's smart for Sony to, to kind of acknowledge that and, and realize that they, they've always been, been better at replying than sort of being the trendsetter. Mm. So, I mean, I, I think that's a good decision. Um, but that could turn against them if Microsoft come out with like a, a stellar showing at E3 this year because they're, you know, it's going to be so long before Sony counterattack and, and then Microsoft might have so much time in, in people's mind space because it, there's going to be such a big gap there. So um, I think there's definitely a risk attached to it, but I can definitely see Sony's thinking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we've mentioned them quite a bit, and I think it's only natural we now move on to Microsoft, who are, they're probably the only big boy left who are confirmed for E3. Um, I mean, last year's showing, it wasn't too memorable. Um, I think we said it won it, but it wasn't some game-changing sort of thing. I think the fact they announced all the um, new first parties was the most interesting thing, but... Um, they obviously had a Halo Infinite, didn't really show that much. Um, Gears 5, which I thought would be out by now, but it's not. Forza 4, or Forza Horizon 4, I forgot there's two separate one of them now. Um, Battle Toads, oh my god, I forgot about that. And then uh, we obviously had, um, oh, what the hell is it called? What's the new cyber the, Cyberpunk? Yes, that was the last thing, wasn't it? That was the last thing that was kind of revealed, but it's obviously not an Xbox exclusive. Um, we said Xbox One last year as as a presentation. Obviously, um, PlayStation was a bit weird. Um, but um, is the is this the year where Microsoft have to really really bounce back? They can't just have they can't just win a presentation. Have to win the content as well. They have to have new stuff. They have to have well. They have to they have to fix the Halo franchise and um and obviously we we can only speculate on new consoles and stuff. But Project X Cloud seems like it'll be a big part of it. But what what are your expectations from Microsoft? I think it's really important that Microsoft kind of 
do you know kind of hit us with their best E3 showing if if I'm honest like last year was solid it was probably the best but that's not really saying much when there was there was problems with the the other shows I mean Ubisoft was okay it was very one of their better ones but Ubisoft aside I thought most of the shows were quite poor so it doesn't say that much about Microsoft that they were they were the best. You know, they, I'm not saying they were the best of a bad bunch. That would be harsh because I think it was a good conference, but it wasn't a great conference. And I think they need a great conference, if if not a perfect conference, because simply they are so they have finished so far behind. And I know they're they're, they're going to sell more Xbox One, so finished, which suggests that it's over. But the race is over certainly, and and it, it, you know. Sony have probably overlapped Microsoft by this point, so mm. they have to they have to get it right this time. And I mean, it it sounds like they're it's it's almost like a three pronged offense here because you know Microsoft will want to show they're finishing off this gen strong on the the Xbox One. That they're going to want to kind of give us a better idea of what Project X Cloud is, you know, specifically as you know Google have come out as a competitor and they're chances are and you know recent reports have backed us up that they're going to reveal their their next console obviously we had the rumors which we discussed on a previous show in regards to kind of the, them offering a, a beefy console as well as a streaming box option you know and, and i'm sure we'll, we'll get to see both of these devices most likely at e3 or at least get like some details on them and, and maybe there'll be a standalone show later in the year with with more but you know, nonetheless, they, they need to get it right. And, you know, forgetting the hardware for the minute, it's it's the games they need to get right. I mean, they had some nice showings last year. You know, uh, Halo Infinite excited people. You know, they, they talked about wanting to go back to, to what people loved about Halo. You know, they're bringing back split screen and, you know, the, 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 a lot of considerations of the older Halo games there. So, I mean, that that's exciting. And, and Gears 5, as you said, you're surprised we haven't really heard much more about it. Mind you, I think there was a leak, this a supposed leak this week that uh, it's expected to go to... Like, it's it's suspect. Sorry, lost my train of thought there. It's suspected to release in September. So that's actually a little earlier than I would have expected at this point. I would have thought maybe October, November, but sooner the better, I, I suppose. Um, but, you know, I'm sure we'll get confirmation of, of its release date regardless and get to see a bit more of the game because that's, that's the big game kind of remi- remaining this year for Xbox um, you know, we we got uh, it's we got the studio acquisitions, which which strangely was probably the most exciting thing at last year's show because at least to know that look, Microsoft are accepting they've lost this battle, but they still want to try and win the next battle and and you know the the greater war. Um, and that that's that was so important that they they know they don't have they didn't have the excuse exclusives this generation. That's not to say like some people talk like Microsoft have no exclusives. Like they they definitely had some good exclusives, but it just kind of paled in comparison to PlayStation's list. And it, it's important that they rectify that. And I think you know kind of bringing Undead Labs and Playground Games and Compulsion Games and Ninja Theory in, and then since then they've brought in Obsidian and In Exile. 
And they also obviously founded the, what was the new studio called? Uh, do you remember, Guy? Uh, no. <laughs> the, ah, the initiative. That was it. Ah, yes. So, and I mean, we know nothing about what these companies are working on beyond kind of multi-platform uh, kind of games that were previously announced now obviously they have to fulfill those commitments and um obviously we know obsidian are working on the outer worlds um i think in exile still have um wasteland 3 which i think is coming out sometime this year so i'm sure we'll see something on those games but those games are nearly out so I mean, those two studios could also have early teases for what they're working on next, which obviously will be Xbox exclusives. Similarly, we're, we're going to see what, what Undead Labs and Playground and Compulsion and Ninja Theory are working on. Obviously, Playground Games, speaking to them, there's, I'd go beyond a rumor. I'd say it's it's been leaked that they're working on a Fable game and like, for me, that's exciting because I was a big fan of the the original Fable games until the series kind of fell off a cliff. Um, but I mean, that's that's exciting, and and that's the kind of you know. But Fable's not enough, you know. You you're gonna need, you know, Fable, Halo Infinite. You know, I think Forza Eight is in early works. I think that was unveiled in March. So you're probably, you might see something early of that, but it's probably not going to release. I'm assuming it's a, it's probably a a launch title for the next Mm. Xbox next fall, but they're going to need more than that. And that's where these, these new studios come in. I mean, what are you expecting to to see from Microsoft on the day? Um, I think in terms of games, it's, pretty much impossible to guess because they've already just well not only just but they've they only um, announced them acquiring the, them last year we don't know how long they've actually been working on on new games but I, f- I think we just we're gonna have to see some new ip which i imagine will launch um next gen um in terms of games but i think i think it's fair to say if we if we finish this gen with with old classic IP, so Gay is obviously confirmed. Maybe Halo's one that kind of finishes this gen, but goes on to next gen as well. Um, and Fable Four. I think Fa- the fact that Fable Four has been rumored for so long, um, and obviously the whole crap with um, Lionhead, and I can't remember the other. I can't remember the Fable game that got canned. But I am the Fable Four has been rumored since that kind of packed in. Um and and stuff like that. So yeah, I think if if we finish this gen with Gears Five, maybe Halo Infinite because that might be a perfect launch title. But I think that could obviously do both. Um and Fable Four, I think that's a decent enough finish to kind of get back some of the old the old players because that's they're probably the three biggest franchises I can think of that probably attract people to Xbox. It, Halo's definitely the biggest. That's probably what was one of the biggest in in, in the three sixty three battle. Um, Gears for me, Gears one and two especially with some of the most special games I've played. Um, and Fable's just Fable's just good fun. I, thing is with Fable, it's no, it's never going to be a, a Witcher three. It's never going to be Elder Scrolls or something like that. But it's just one of them games. 
if anyone's ever owned an Xbox, they've probably played a Fable just because it's fun, it's easy. <laughs> it's just stupid. Um, so I think if we finish it up with the old guard of IP, and then on this one, say if they have, say if they have Gears 5 starts the, the conference, they'll probably finish with Halo. But say Fable 4's in the middle, do all the Project X Cloud stuff. Then if they announce a new console, and then they announce new games. I think you, can, you can't announce a new console without the new games. I think that's where they went wrong with the last one. Because obviously, when they announced Xbox One, it was all about crap that you can't trade. Yeah, There was rumours that you can't trade games. There wasn't going to be a disc trade and all that shit. And the launch was awful. And we, we've talked about... Um, how xbox hasn't recovered from that from that launch in years and last year was a very good step in terms of preparing for the next gen but um they have to they have to show something that they are preparing for the next gen so i imagine if they have loads of um um indie games i think we talked about that tunic the other week um pretty much fox zelda <laughs> uh, stuff like that uh, you can fill it with Sea of Thieves DLC, which apparently has had a a bit of a rejuvenation. I might need to check that out again. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe you fill out the the game with uh, the conference with um the Outer Worlds. You can get more details on that and stuff like that. But yeah, I think on this one you've got to get the old IP in one bit, and then the new the new stuff. I think the new stuff's got to be the focus because Halo and Gears isn't going to attract new people from. From well, most people probably own multiple consoles now, so I think you got to attract a certain part of the PlayStation fan base. But Halo and Gears won't do that. You need something, you need something new. You need something that's a game changer, like a God of War, like a Last of Us. And I think that that's what they, that's what we need to be at least the early parts, or something that's just intriguing. And then then you can really fire home the next year when when does if there is something more solid to show. But yeah, I think we need to separate the old from the new in this one with Xbox. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I'd, I'd almost my personal expectation would be that they'll probably start with the new console, um, reveal the new console, kind of tie Product X Cloud right in there in in discussing that because which would be smart because you know let's be honest, no one wants a mini Stadia reveal in the middle of the, the Microsoft console just talking about X Cloud and Megaforce. what internet speed you need <laughs> and what devices you can use it on and you know it, it'll just kill the ball. So tying it in like directly with the console for me would would make a lot of sense. Um, and then I'm sure then they'll they'll go on to show on some con uh, games that will be launch titles for the new console. Um, you know, kind of early looks, probably good bit on on Halo Infinite, kind of a, an early look at Forza 8, that kind of thing. Um, and then obviously finish out probably, as you suggested, with with some newer titles like Gears 5. Well, new, newer titles for the, the current console in, in like Gears 5 and prob probably some more stuff for Sea of Thieves, as you said, and uh, quite possibly... The, that's the time also to reveal the release date for Outer Worlds, obviously, which isn't a Microsoft exclusive, but at the same time, it is going to be available on Xbox One, and I'm sure there might be some sort of timed DLC exclusivity or something there because they own the studio. Um, so that would make a lot of sense. But, I mean, last year, something that stood out for me from Microsoft was the amount of third-party stuff they had because usually 
it's like Sony gets the big third-party stuff and Microsoft just gets the scraps. Whereas, you know, because Sony were focused on three exclusive titles, that opened up for Microsoft to have a lot of third parties on their stage. And we had like Devil May Cry 5, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, two of the biggest games so far this year, both, both got brilliant reviews and things like Just Cause 4. They had like a, a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. They had a lot there. And I wonder because Microsoft is there, first and foremost, and secondly, because they're likely to unveil a new console, it's that where the third parties are going to come to show off their next gen stuff. And I mean, there's a game we mentioned earlier, Cyberpunk 2077. A lot of people have suggested that, that, you know, again, after, as you said, it was on Microsoft previously. Could we see that game demoed on the next gen Xbox, you know, and shown that it's, I don't know if the game's probably going to be cross platform, but seeing that it is on next-gen consoles, and could we see a couple other games like that kind of shown off on the next Xbox? I mean, that would be fucking huge, to be honest, if Cyberpunk was the first game showed on. I'm going to call it Xbox 2. It might go back to 720 or some shit, but I'm calling it Xbox 2 for now. But if, if they had something as huge as Cyberpunk being shown on Xbox 2, that would be... That's the sort of stuff where you could attract people... Um, to probably grab a Xbox or not over a PlayStation because PlayStation is always going to fucking win. Let's be honest, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, something that can attract people to it. But um, yeah, I mean the, the stuff about the third party is quite interesting because there's no other real home for it in the in this um, in this E3. I mean we've only got Ubisoft that have a um, actual stage stage thing, don't they? I mean Bethesda do as well, but they. They don't. They won't show um, third party stuff, and I'm sure they. I'm not sure what they're going to show, but we'll get to them soon. Um, but yeah, I mean the third party stuff. I mean, is there anything else other than? I mean, Cyberpunk's the biggest one. Having it there last year was huge. Sure, it's got to be. I think it's got to be back on Xbox stage again this year. Would you agree with that? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it has to be. I mean, it's going to be there 
at E3. I mean, I think that's pretty much confirmed. And I, I think, you know, obviously they could just simply have a stage presence, but I doubt it. I, I think they're going to be at a conference and Microsoft's the only one that possible because PlayStation aren't there and we know the game's not going to be on Switch. So it has to be at Microsoft. And I just think it fits well with them unveiling a console because chances are that game's not going to come out till next year at this rate. And, you know, then it's likely going to be on the next-gen console. So it makes a lot of sense. And, I mean, what these companies can do, because Sony, although they haven't revealed the PlayStation 5, they've announced there's going to be a next-gen console, and we have some details for that. So I'm sure then afterwards, whatever these games that show up on Microsoft stage that are announced as being on the next Xbox, these companies will then also put out press releases saying, yeah, it'll also be coming to the next PlayStation platform. So, you know, they, that that's possible, you know, even though they're, they're not going to actually get to show them on Sony's stage. So, I mean, but there, there's there's other games as well that I'd, I'd wonder about, like, because obviously we're going to touch on the third parties later, but it, it probably makes sense to discuss them now because mm-hmm. if they're going to be on the stage, Microsoft is the only stage. Um. I mean, Call of Duty, I'm not sure if you've seen the rumors this week that uh, the, the last few days that, that uh, the next Call of Duty is going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4, supposedly. Yeah. Um, and I think they're doing, but I think they're doing their own kind of little kind of reveal thing at E3. So I'm not sure they'll be on Microsoft stage, especially seeing as they have the deal with Sony, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure they'll tell just their own little thing. But uh, it, it's interesting. I think the Modern Warfare games are the one Call of Duty title that can probably still get me interested. Um, and obviously they're also doing Modern Warfare 2 remastered. So oh, that's, per- that's awesome. Don't. That'll fuck my life up, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's on backwards compatibility. That fucked my life up for a week. <laughs> Yeah, and then they've got um, uh, Capcom. Obviously, um, have they announced Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion at uh, on the latest state of play? But you know, it's they're supposedly going to have more to show at E3, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them pop up on Microsoft stage. You know, kind of even up the the score by kind of showing more of the game off on on Microsoft stage when when they are dealing with the the Xbox One titles. There's strong rumors that Resident Evil 3 Nemesis remake is going to be delivered um, uh, at E3. And again, Microsoft is the only possible place. And, and it, it makes sense again because they we had Resident Evil 2 last year at Sony. So mm. why not have... Uh, one at, at Microsoft now and I, I know it seems like kind of almost to some people be like whoa we had Resident Evil 7 we're having Resident Evil 2 we had Resident Evil 2 remake now we're going to get Resident Evil 3 remake you know it seems like a lot of games in a short period but I, I think obviously Capcom are just kind of trying to ride the the hype of these games these games have all hit well Resident Evil 1 was one of the most popular games the the first half of last year so Resident Evil 7 rather Resident Evil 2 remake now this year the same thing so I mean it it, it fits and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it at E3 and again if it's at E3 it has to be on Microsoft stage there's nowhere else for it um I mean uh, well actually I suppose a Switch release isn't completely out of the question for that game. I mean, they did release seven in some form on Switch. Mm. You had to stream it, but, and it was only in Japan. But 
obviously they, they've sort of tested the waters there. So you can't 100% reel out a switch. But I'm 99% sure if it's going to be at E3, it will be Microsoft. Uh, obviously, Borderlands 3 was recently revealed. And although it kind of feels to me we've seen enough of that game and just yeah, wait yeah. till it comes out, inevitably they're going to have it there. And it, you know, it might just be again on a stage presence, but if it is going to be at a show a little bit more of the game shown off, it's got to be Microsoft. Um, WB Games, obviously, uh, Dying Light 2, that was at Microsoft last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if it's, you know, we're likely to get the release date for that game, it's supposed to come out sometime this year, I believe, so it, it probably fits for that to be revealed at the show. Um, the leaked harry potter magic awakened which means absolutely nothing to me but um i know a lot of people will get quite hyped about a harry potter game so um i'm sure ali will be playing it he, he loves harry potter doesn't he i think he does i think he i think does. he does yeah he i think does. he does so there, there, that that's one for him i think if that game unless it was the biggest you know hoax ever that leak you know but it, it seems like that game is coming and you know it's strange if it if it doesn't come out soon i'd wonder what the hell is happening um and of course although we had this last year and it was probably our biggest disappointment you know a new rocksteady title surely it's time you know surely mm. you, mean, you don't sound too you. sure guy <laughs> we we always build up rocksteady to do something and then they just bring us pain <laughs> um i mean <sighs> Just the super superhero games, just 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 build up and build up. Apart from Spider Man, that that was brilliant. But just build up and build up, and then they just just don't deliver. Because I mean, we'll talk about it once we get on the square. But there's a certain game that's been existed for a few years now, and nothing's happened. Um, but I mean, Rocksteady's been so quite. What was the last one? Was it Arkham Knight in the Maze last? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. So they they must be due a game soon because a a a, a, a a a designer like Rocksteady it just it need it needs to get games out there really because it, it's one of, it's one of the top in my opinion must be up there. Um, it's made some of my favorite games ever. So whatever they reveal, it it is um, I'll buy it. They could literally deliver a dog shit on a plate, and I'd buy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next one you've put on the on the other games in, in, in a list that you've beautifully prepared beforehand, because as me as a host is not the best prepared. You've put Saints Row Five. Now, are you just teasing me here, or is there actual rumors here? There are rumors. Yeah, I actually only found out today. Um, you know, I'm a big Saints Row fan as well. I've completed the previous four games and, you know, I, I love the games. And although some late, lately some THQ Nordic offerings haven't been great, I'd, I'd be hopeful. Obviously, it's still the original Volition team there on, on Saints Row. So um, apparently that's so, that that's apparently the one. Because I, I, I was, when I was doing the research for, before the show, I was going to THQ Nordic came to mind. I'm like, they supposedly have like 80 games. Okay, that's probably an exaggeration, but I think it is a ridiculous number in development. Surely they have something rumored for E3. And when I had a look around, it seems that, that Saints Row 5 is, there's reports that that's going to be revealed at, at E3. And I, I think that's a, it's a big, it's probably their biggest IP. Well, it's one of their biggest IPs anyway. Time splitters. Don't, don't, don't there is that too, this. but we. Don't fight I, I me mean, on this. 
that's another one that you, you just never know. Um, you know, if if we are to speculate on kind of some games that could randomly pop up, which are you know from third parties, and if they do, I'm sure again it's got to be the Microsoft stage. That that's another one I would consider as a possibility. But I mean, Saints Row Four Five seems to have a bit of a bit, bit of rumors at the very least behind it, and and I think Saints Row Five would make a lot of sense for Microsoft stage because obviously the first Saints Row game was. Init- uh, definitely initially I don't know mm. if it eventually came for, to PS3 but it was initially a, an exclusive to the Xbox 360 so there's a bit of history there with the franchise so could well see that on Microsoft stage as well if we're if we're looking at um, so potential reveals from, from third parties um, but they, they seem to be the more kind of solid possibilities when it comes to third parties and, and of course if they do end up being at a conference conference the only place for them is microsoft except for obviously call of duty which can can kind of hold its own yeah yeah. and um, but that the rest really wouldn't i mean though if dhq nordic have as many games as they they supposedly do i'm really shocked by this point they haven't announced their own e3 show but uh it does i think it's a bit too late to announce that now um i mean beyond that just my own kind of little inkling in regard to to a potential third party stuff looking at a 2k i mean obviously there's long been rumors and in, in fact doesn't even cover it like it clearly been stated by the right people in the right positions that there's a bioshock game in the works i mean is it about time that we see oh, what this bioshock game is oh if thing is if they had that they have Borderlands. They they could just crap all the sports stuff they have with WWE and two K uh, and uh, and NBA and stuff. They could two K could make their own thing. If if they had Bioshock and Borderlands, they could easily do their own stage. I mean, Square Enix did a horrendous one last year. So I mean, if they had all that, I'm sure. They, they, they wouldn't give all that to Xbox, but if they, if there's a Bioshock game at this E3, whoever has it, even if it's just Two K releasing it as a YouTube video, they've won, they've won the weekend or the week, because Bioshock just guaranteed to be good. There's there's no bad to Bioshock. I haven't even played two, and I know it's good, but fucking hell, Bioshock One was a masterpiece, and Bioshock Three was fucking phenomenal. I love that game. Um. But yeah, but it, mate, I, I haven't even heard much about Bio. Is it going to be a Bioshock Four? Is it just? Uh, I I don't know any actual details. I just know that um, it was basically like I mean, there's been plenty of kind of leaks and that that it's in the works. But I know one that stands out to me off the top of my head was that um, the studio behind um, the Mafia series. Um, which I'll get the name of them now, were basically revealed to have that some of their staff were basically supporting another studio in making um, a new Bioshock title. Um, So the developer, Hangar 13, that's the Mm. one. Yeah. Yeah. So they they also obviously, because they tend to like Mafia 3 is the one game they they made themselves, but they also kind of... um, Worked on the handsome collection for for consoles for for uh, Borderlands. They're, they're kind of almost they they have a lot do a lot of support stuff as well. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, yeah, the the rumor in regards to uh, Hangar Thirteen was that they were split in in two groups. One to 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 work on Mafia Four, and it looks like possibly the second one may have been tasked with with supporting whomever this the studio is that's working on Bioshock. So I mean, it it wouldn't surprise. I'm not expecting Bioshock to be at E3, but seeing as it's something we know is in the works, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh God, you get me. Give me hype tree free now. <laughs> uh, so many possibilities. But I mean, before we finish up on Microsoft, I mean, we've got we've still got Bethesda and uh, EA and Ubisoft to talk about and other ones. But um, obviously, throughout the years, Microsoft has it's pretty much stolen EA's big announcement. It's stolen Bethesda's big announcements, and um, and others and and stuff like. Did you think maybe we'll get more Star Wars more? whatever Bethesda's got up their sleeve because if I remember correctly Fallout 76 debuted on Xbox stage, I think Anthem did as well Um, do you think maybe they'll steal some of the thunder because EA doesn't really have a state, I think they've just got a, a, a let's, what is it called let's play, they have a let's play thing but maybe they want to get a game highlighted properly on a Microsoft stage yeah, I mean, obviously, EA aren't even really doing a show this year. We'll, we'll obviously we'll we'll get onto them soon. But you know, because of that, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see you know at least one EA thing pop up um, on Microsoft stage. Particularly again, if we go to the whole next gen thing, because if if EA show off whatever they're showing the day before. You know they they they're not going to be saying oh it's on the the next Xbox but they they can suddenly then come out after if Microsoft then reveal the next Xbox and be like yeah this this game we showed yesterday it's coming to this next Xbox here's another trailer you know so it makes a lot of sense that that there could be something there um now what that'll be I don't know but I mean it it does make sense uh, for that to happen and and similar with kind of uh, Ubisoft could do something similar with one of their games um, if, you know, something that's that's coming in the future. Obviously, if Square are kind of, they seem to have a lot of next-gen projects confirmed. So if there's something there, again, we could see that come come out at the, the Microsoft conference to show off something. I don't think Square will make that, again, we'll get on to Square, obviously, but I don't think Square will make the same mistake of giving mm. everything to Microsoft <laughs> this year because they literally had nothing left for themselves last year except for the quiet man. Um, but, you know, so I don't think they'll quite blow out because they won't want to make the same mistakes. But, yeah, again, it's just because... By default, Microsoft are the only kind of, again, I, proper isn't a word, but you know what I mean? N- Nintendo do their own thing. They switches its own entity. You know, it's, it's not quite comparable to the other two. So, uh, I mean, in, in terms of the other two, Microsoft are the only ones there, and therefore they're the only place for these uh, the, these third-party publishers to show these games. So I think we definitely will see a couple of things pop up from the others that even though they they have their own ways to reveal things yeah i mean it, you just kind of got a hope for for our sake of watching it just square isn't just a replay <laughs> and, i mean whatever ea do whether they use state of play just somewhere to show a bit of gameplay and then people playing it or whatever that'll be interesting um I reckon we'll get Star Wars at Xbox. 
I reckon we'll get some gameplay at the state of play, and then they'll have a big one at Xbox. I think that's how it'll probably work. I didn't realize EA, EA was actually before it, so that might swap it. That might screw it up because normally EA is afterwards. But I reckon we'll get something big from EA. Maybe we get more Dragon Age stuff because that's probably not the best place to do Dragon Age at a state of play. So maybe we get an extra Dragon Age teaser at Microsoft or something like that. Um. Yeah, that could make a lot of sense, actually. I hadn't even thought of that because, obviously, Dragon Age is going to be a, ne- a next-gen title. So, I mean, it, it does make a lot of sense to, to kind of have that revealed as, you know, kind of look at EA or just throwing Microsoft a bone and be like, uh, there won't be too much of the game to show, but even to be able to say, oh, yeah, Dragon Age is a next-gen console and it'll be coming to the Xbox 2 or whatever it's going to be called. So, I mean, that that's a good fit, I think. Mm. Well, I mean, I think we're pretty much done with Microsoft and every other third-party game that'll be be at E three. So, should we move on to EA? I mean, they're they're on June eighth. I might as well give out some of the dates. I'm sure people who will be interested in E three will know the dates. But EA is June eighth. I'm not sure what the time is on that one, but Microsoft is June nine. I think it's at nine p.m. in um, British summertime, I, I believe. Um, but yeah, with EA, I mean. <laughs> a look back at last year's um which is actually worse considering how bad anthem did and only me has a soft spot for it <laughs> but considering how bad it's turned out i mean ea last year was an utter disaster oh i mean it was i mean it's no surprise they're not doing any kind of proper show this this year because they they tried to kind of do something different last year and it, it just didn't pay off at all i think like ea have generally tried to to experiment in recent years and they've just it's never really worked um i mean it was just i, I nothing stands out from that show i mean anthem it, it just I, I felt was too long in the tooth the, the amount they talked about it you know obviously we got star wars fallen jedi order but it was just this awkward you know some people kind of speculate that that was kind of thrown in because EA was were fearing that they didn't have enough. So, the, you know, Andrea Renee going into the crowd to talk to Vince Sampella was was just kind of almost thrown together on the day. Just be like, yeah, we got a Star Wars game, Fallen Jedi Order. You know, it just it was so such a disaster. And you just had the usual FIFA 19 and like uh, Madden, and, and no one cares about those things. I mean, no, people love those games, but they love them regardless of E3. I don't think the majority yeah, of people yeah. who we've discussed that before it just like it just it was weak you know but battlefield 5 the battle royale mode which that was another gaff you know we got a battle royale mode and then it got delayed and didn't release until like i think it was about a month or two ago was it yeah, at it this was point Mar- it was March, yeah. yeah like it's so it was it's just kind of it was disaster at the time and then it was an even bigger disaster and in, in hindsight and obviously command and conquer rivals was just oh, fuck that was hell. That was the, just a killer for people. Like, I think the only thing I kind of appreciated was Sea of Solitude. I thought that looked like a cool little kind of indie game. Um, but that aside, like, it was just weak as hell. So I, I don't. I'm not surprised EA aren't doing an actual show. I gather what they're going to do rather is just sort of like shorter videos for kind of specific things that they'll probably release onto YouTube and and other platforms on the day of, of June 8th, you know, maybe all at once or maybe throughout the day, kind of the things they're showing off at EA Play. Um, 
and it'll be strange that way, you know, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I just, EA shows, I watch them every year because I feel obliged, you know, and I'm sure you're, you're much the same, oh, wow. but it, it's not, it's not out of excitement. So the idea of at least being able to pick and choose what I actually want to see, you know, if I want to see the gameplay for Star Wars Fallen Jedi Order, which obviously has been confirmed, you know, I'd, I'd want to possibly have a, a look at what's coming in Apex Legends kind of season two, is it now? Um, so like, but you can pick and choose, you know, you're not going to be forced to watch a FIFA hype trailer or, and, you know, we're not going to be forced to watch the reveal for the new need for speed. If, if, you know, that's not a game that's interesting, that's, that's actually one of the, the leaks there. Suppose it is that, that based on a elite financial report, that there's going to be a new need for speed and a new plants and zombies game in, in kind of the final part of this year, which makes sense because EA need to, to put something out. And I know they have star Wars, but something more than that, you know, they haven't really released that all, all that much lately. Um, I mean, what what do you expect from from EA from the way they're going to do things? Um, with them doing a more casual thing, I think they'll probably go quite heavy on the sports stuff because I'm sure many people, as you said, who play Madden, NBA Live, I think it is their one, FIFA, um, whatever else, there may be UFC Four. I think it's up to. If they release a fight night. I'm game as fuck, <laughs> but they won't. Um, but yeah, if they, if they do a UFC 4 or all the, all the football and, and American football and all that stuff, I think they'll go quite heavy on that one. But I mean, it, it seems like it seems like EA are just, for this year at least, I mean, Dragon Age is the only one that'll probably attract the gamers, if you get what I mean. I think this, this year, and I think theirs is more of a weekend event rather than a, a a big show, isn't it? So maybe they they maybe just release stuff over the weekend, as you mentioned. Um, Star Wars is probably the king of the casual games to get, isn't it? Really, it's just the easiest um franchise to sell. FIFA and all that jazz, as you mentioned, that that'll sell. So maybe I think this one will just be kind of a casual weekend. And the only thing I'm really expecting, um. Is just is just Star Wars gameplay is probably the biggest thing I'll expect, and maybe maybe some DLCs. I mean, they've seemingly given up on Anthem, so <laughs> they're probably buggered off any DLC or big DLC they had for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think Star Wars is probably the biggest thing. I mean, we had that um release event or whatever the hell we call it back in April, and we seem to be on me. I was certainly disappointed with it. I got a very Anthemy vibe off it. Um, we we your expectations and uh, hype probably a better word for it dwindled a bit with that release event. Um, I I wouldn't quite say dwindle, but I wouldn't say they increased either. There there wasn't really anything to obviously it was just revealed during the 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 Star Wars kind of event. Um, I mean it it didn't didn't really kind of move the needle one way or the other. Um, I'm, I'm sort of where I was. I mean, I love Star Wars games, but I, I, at the same time, I know there's been bad Star Wars games as well as good Star Wars games. So, you know, I, I kind of, I'm intrigued to see the gameplay because I think that will probably will move the needle when I get a better idea of how it plays and kind of you re, re, read some of the previews from the, the journalists that are, are present at EA Play. 
I mean, it, it's going to give you a much better idea of, of kind of what to expect from this game. Because right now, we do, bar like kind of some basic story details, we, we don't know much at all. So um, I, I am intrigued to, to see kind of what the, the gameplay reveal has in, in store. Yeah, same, um, same. I mean, I am quite worried the fact that the, they've delayed gameplay stuff t- till now. Um, which is probably a bit of a. I think it is it coming out. I think it comes out this winter, doesn't it? Um, I can't remember if it's September or November. It's one of the two. Um, I'm sure they give the release date out. Um, but anyway, I mean, do you do you expect anything from here? I mean, there's not really much that could surprise us. I don't think we do a battlefield game or and Titanfall. Not expecting any there. Any other IP you're expecting there? No, I mean, I think it's it's fairly... Uh, by the way, Jedi Fallen Order, I think it's already set for a November 15th release. Ah, okay. um, but I mean, because you know that's coming, because you know there's going to be the sports titles, you know they're going, you know, they're going to be focused on um, Apex Legends, kind of keep them building from what they've done with that so far. So, I mean, outside that... You know, the only other thing for me really is, as I said, those, those rumors for Need for Speed and, and Plants vs. Zombies make sense because it's been a while since we've had either. But, you know, EA don't have that. I'm sure there will be, actually. I'm sure, obviously, there'll be a new EA Originals title because that seems to mm. be going well for them and they're going to c- continue on that path. But, I mean, obviously, we, we can respect... We have no idea what that's going to be. I mean, it, it's that doesn't mean naturally that it's a game that hasn't been revealed because obviously a sea of solitude had been revealed before it was announced as an ea original but you know even still you're you're delving through hundreds of announced indie titles that to think what one could potentially be the the one like so but i'm sure we'll see something there um but i mean that aside i just i don't see anything new from from ea i think it's it's pretty predictable um, if they had anything big and, and surprising, I'm sure then they would do a, a stage show despite their past failings. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, if they had a full-blown Dragon Age thing, <laughs> maybe a hint of Mass Effect, they'd, they'd definitely be there. So, yeah, yeah, fully agree with that. I'm not really expecting too much from EA outside of Star Wars. And, well, FIFA will pique my interest because Liverpool are actually fucking good now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can actually play as them again. Uh, years of barren Juventus fucking games. Um, but, I mean, EA wasn't re- there wasn't really too much there. But probably one of the more intriguing ones, I suppose, is Bethesda, which is on June 10th, which is at half one in the fucking morning. <laughs> That'll just be me on my own in the WhatsApp group watching that one, I reckon. Um, last year, then, um, we obviously got, well, not really a kind of a reveal. We got a name for Starfield, or we kind of got the name confirmed. And Elder Scrolls Six. Um, again, not really too much on there, but... The other stuff we got, we got uh, Rage 2, which I think has just came out, or it's coming out this week, actually. Um, we got Doom Eternal, uh, Fallout 76, which has kind of gone down like a damp squib. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, Elder Scrolls Legends. Uh, I think we got Elder Scrolls Blades as well, which I've played for 10 minutes on my phone. Um, and Elder Scrolls Online, which will probably be there again. But kind of on this one, on this year's coming, I mean, I can only really see 
stuff that's rehashed from last year. Unless they have really big surprises for us. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, the viewpoint a lot of people are seem to be taking, is that they don't really expect any surprises from Bethesda, and Bethesda have kind of played down chances of, of Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six coming out, saying that's not why they revealed them. Now, with that said, I wouldn't be surprised to at least get a little bit about Starfield, particularly if we are talking, because I think that, again, if Microsoft unveil their next console that gives these companies an excuse to to talk about kind of yeah titles that are a little bit more far flung um so starfield could be one of those but in, in terms of elder scrolls 6 i don't think we'll hear anything about the game i'm sure except for afterwards and people are like where was elder scrolls 6 but you know th- this is a game that's probably five six even seven years away so I don't think we're going to see anything on that anytime soon. Uh, it was even strange that they they revealed it. Um, but I mean, beyond that, it is. Can I? I feel like Doom Eternal will probably get a lot of attention. Um, mm. that's an obvious one. It's it's not out yet, and it's it's a big one to come. But in terms of other games, it, it feels like it's just going to be largely focusing on DLC and roadmaps and that kind of thing. You know, maybe Rage 2, which just recently came out to, to a good uh, kind of reception that this week, is maybe that'll get a little bit of DLC. You know, um, Wolfstein 2 Youngblood is coming out next month, so they'll probably have like a reveal a release trailer for that. Um, inevitably, Elder Scrolls Legends and Elder Scrolls Online will get some some new content. Um, but there's not really Fallout 76, of course. You know, I'm 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 intrigued to see how they're going to try and dig that fix <laughs> out of the graveyard because I mean, I seen the other day it was going for seven pound eighty pence on Amazon. Woo! Like that is insane, considering that game only came out in I think it was like. October or was it November? October, I think. Mm. So I mean, you're talking about seven months. So it's it's insane. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Even though that game doesn't really interest me, the only new thing I could see from Bethesda is something from Arcane, because obviously we haven't seen anything from them since they brought out the expansion to Dishonored Two and um prey kind of and they have two different teams so they brought out those two kind of products in 2017 but it's been two years since then now they did help out with um wolfenstein 2 youngblood but beyond helping out with that they they haven't really done too much bit of prey dlc and that kind of thing but nothing massive so i wouldn't be shocked to see maybe either a follow-up to prey or a dishonored three or maybe something entirely new from them. They're the one kind of trump card, I feel, because I, you know, obviously there's the chance of the evil within three or something else new from Tango, but I, I don't see that happening. Um, for me, it has to be Arcane or nothing. And at this stage, I'd be surprised if Arcane don't have something new, because it'd be really weird if Bethesda just did a show that was Doom Eternal plus DLC, you know? It wouldn't really make any sense. I mean, what are you expecting? That's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, if it's evil within, oh my god, that'll just be awful. <laughs> I'm not asked in the slightest about that game. Never played Dishonored. Like the premise. Never played it. Don't know why. 
if I mean if free, uh, well if it is free or something in that universe, I mean it could interest me. I mean I don't know why I haven't played Dishonored. I mean Dishonored one looked right up my street. Not one for sneaking and that stuff, but I, I quite like games where you can just go off on one and be a bit of a twat. So yeah, <laughs> I might that might be one I have to pick up if if it is a Dishonored free. But um, yeah, I'm not expecting anything again from Bethesda. That I mean. Unless they have the biggest shock ever and Elder Scrolls 6 is good to go. I don't see what else they could shock us with because Starfield um I mean I think we I think we said Starfield probably before Elder Scrolls, didn't we? Because it they, that was the first um trailer they released. Um and it was kind of like the end of the show, wasn't it? So I mean if Starfield's good to go or at least has some footage, maybe that's the big thing, but I, I don't think either of us would expect that to come out for I mean, next year, if we're lucky, probably the year after, if not the year after that. Uh, but yeah, it's. I just, I just don't see what they can do. I mean, if um, Wolfenstein's out, what did you say, next month? Yeah. Yeah, so you can't really do other than a trailer for that, but no one's going to be asked because we, well, we got it last year and, well, we know it's coming out next month. So if if you go heavy on Doom and you just do all that pantomime shit they did with Rage 2 last year with the live band and stuff like that, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe Bethesda needs to go down the route of not having a live show because unless they have some new stuff, I'm not sure if they've acquired any new new people or whatever, but um, yeah, unless they're going to surprise us with a Dishonored 3 or a new IP from them, um I don't really see what they could surprise us with, but Doom. I mean, Doom's a very good game and a, a good IP and stuff like that. But it's not. It's not big enough to be the focus of a show for me. Uh, it's the need. They need new. They need different stuff there. And I mean, if they're gonna count on going heavy, I think Elder Scrolls Online's just released or are releasing El Elsevier, however you pronounce it. You, you can't. You can't go big on that. I mean, if if they're gonna give us a Elder Scrolls Blades as like for five minutes, that's five minutes too long. Because a phone game has no, a phone game has no place at E three, unless it's literally a thirty second ad advert. Yeah, no, I'd I'd, I'd echo what you said there. I mean, I think what was so good about Bethesda two years ago was that, you know, they didn't have... Well, they did. I'm not going to say they didn't have a massive title. Obviously, they, they did. They did have some big titles. Um, but they they kind of just... They focused on kind of like, look, we've got these three or four relatively notable titles. We're going to give them kind of this equal share. It's just going to be normal reveals. Um, and and that's, that's kind of where the focus where it was... Um, and then obviously the year before that was just kind of we got Doom and Fallout 4, you know, what else do we need? You know, and, and it, like that that made sense. But like last year, I just don't think they had enough to justify a title because I know or, or, or a conference, I know Fallout 76 was a big game in terms of the series it's from. But because of the direction it was taken, it was always going to be divisive. And I think they almost kind of knew that because that's that's why they they almost tried to give us this overload of, of Bethesda stuff. It's like, oh yeah, Starfield's in the works, Elder Scrolls Six is in the works. Um I think Fallout Shelter was announced for Switch. Mm. And it was like, oh and then yeah, we've got uh Blades coming to mobile phones. And it was like, yeah, like all these things add up. They they 
still don't really kind of make up for the lack of not actually having something notable to announce. So I just, it didn't make any sense. And this year, at least based on what we know, I don't think it makes sense to have a show. So unless they do have a couple of surprises and something only dawned on me, I mean, there's been rumors for a while of either like a, a Fallout 3 slash New Vegas remaster mm, for yeah. modern consoles or an Oblivion remaster for modern consoles. Oh. So maybe if they had one of those or even both, you know, maybe alongside a new game from Arcane and, and a focus on Doom Eternal, then just about if they don't make the conference too long, possibly that could work. But they need to have a couple of surprises. If it's just what we know, it, it just it could be even worse than last year and that's saying something. If they announce an Oblivion remaster, they can have all my babies. That's how that's how happy I will be. I will I'll be on my <laughs> knees, man. I will play the shit out of that game. I love Oblivion. Oh, oh god, you get me hyped again. I'm good at that. God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna be so let down when Bethesda's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> By uh, E3 in general, possibly. Oh dear. Um, I mean. It's it's just I I, I I they have to have something. I mean, it, it, I know there's the people are saying oh they probably won't have many surprises barring maybe Arcane, but I think if they don't, then there's something seriously wrong, you know, in in their thinking of having this show. Because I mean, when Bethesda first had the show, I remember watching a podcast and it was like, uh, Bethesda won't do this every year. They'll they'll come every couple of years when they have something to say. And then, like, after last year, then they were like, ah, they're clearly not going to do one this year. But then they announced one and <laughs> people are left scratching their heads. So I think they really need to pull out a couple of surprises um, to, to um, kind of get people back on side and, and justify having this show. And, you know, I'm not sure just simply talking about games that are a million years away is, is going to do the trick. So um, I, I'm intrigued to see what the hell they're they're thinking by having this show they surely they have to have a plan they they can't be that stupid like pete hines isn't a stupid guy and we'll finish up part one there and we'll be back soon with part two where we cover ubisoft and a few others Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.